This week, my guest is Tom Marriott, who describes himself as a digital marketing punk. For many, digital marketing is a black art, surrounded by jargon and mumbo-jumbo, and perhaps some agencies like it that way. I talked to Tom about busting the digital marketing myths and how we can make it easier for everyone. Welcome to episode 206 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. And thank you for all the feedback you gave me on last week's episode. You know, it was the one about how on earth do you get started with marketing? It was a very simple subject. Well, I thought it was a very simple subject, but everybody really appreciated me going back to basics. And that particular episode of the podcast was prompted by a question I'd seen on Twitter. And it really just reinforces in my mind that sometimes the simplest subjects have the greatest effects. There really is no need for complexity. But, you know, sometimes I think some people have a vested interest in keeping things complicated. It almost justifies their existence. And areas of digital marketing are unnecessarily blighted by this complexity. My guest this week, Tom Marriott, wants to cut through the black magic, the black art of digital marketing and lay it out in a simple and easy to understand manner. So let's get straight into that interview with Tom right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Tom Marriott, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, Tom, I know that we're Zooming each other from, well, I'm in Edinburgh and you're in Wigan. And Wigan isn't very far away from where I was brought up in Blackpool. No, it's not. The jewel the jewel of the Northwest, I believe, Wigan. Or was that Southport? One of the two was the jewel of the Northwest. I've frequented Blackpool many a time in my youth. I recently went into Blackpool not that long ago. It's 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 a sorry state for sore eyes, I'm afraid, at the moment. I'm, I'm sorry for any people that are from, from Blackpool that are listening to this, but it, it is, I'm afraid. That's a real shame as well. I mean, I don't live there anymore. I've lived in Edinburgh for 25 years, but my family still live nearby, so I do pop back from time to time. Now, Tom, you run an agency with an amazing name. It's called Digital Marketing Punk. Now, I love the word punk. There's something sort of sort of disruptive about it, isn't it? I have visions in my head of, of Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry saying punk and holding a great big gun out. And, and, and there's a fabulous cafe in North Berwick just along the road from me, which is called Steampunk Coffee. Uh, so there's just something incredibly invigorating about the word punk. So uh, one of the questions I want to ask you is where you came up with the name from. You're all about digital marketing. You want to try and disabuse people people are some of the myths that there are about digital marketing. But before we get into any of that, 
maybe tell the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast a little bit about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed, where you're going, and basically what makes Tom Marriott tick? Well, that's a really good question. So I come from these these parts, these neck of the woods uh, around Wigan, and I started digital marketing. So I'm, I'm of this generation, I suppose you could call me, this, you know, this despised millennial generation, <laughs> dragged on the heels of social media and, and the, the rise of Google. You know, I was, I was eight years old when Google was launched. And that's really the time when, you know, I started to be, you know, be allowed on computers yeah. and, and be involved in, in computers. And I grew up in that being a massive geek and nerd in that sort of world. So um, to then move on to a career in digital marketing, I kind of knew it from its very, I wouldn't say its very beginnings, obviously there was a time before that, but I knew it where it sort of started to explode. And so I worked in agencies and I've worked in a number of agencies and I kind of thought it was going to be this digital marketing was going to be this glittering world of shiny new technology, you know, technological advancements and modern living. And I was brought back down to earth, <laughs> shall I say, uh, realizing that, you know, digital marketing, although it is about that, it, and it should be more about that. And that's kind of the ethos behind punks. It's not quite like that. And it's been tarnished. It's been dirtied, should I say, by the way that certain agencies, not all agencies, but certain agencies work. As I've gone through this career path and got more and more irate and angry on how I've heard and spoken to so many different clients and so many different uh, so many different people about how they've had interactions with agencies and digital marketing the fact of the matter is that they've all been burnt or they've been missold um by these people and it's actually really really easy and it's really really simple when you bear it down to its bones and as we move forward into the future it's going to get even easier it's going to get even simpler and it's just sort of removing that fear so that's kind of where i've come from this is where punk sort of developed from as well so uh, that's kind of my background i've been doing digital marketing for numerous different clients for many many years now um from you know big 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 spenders and big names to you know startups and small to medium-sized businesses. And for me personally, that's the, that's my passion. It's the smaller businesses that are just starting out that have no money, but want to use every resource they can in their arsenal to be able to just, you know, kickstart their business. Uh, so that's me. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to think about. Before we get into the, the um, reasons why you think some people are pulling the wool over people's eyes, it is worth reinforcing the fact that we, we live in a glorious time at the moment, don't we, in terms of how we can communicate our businesses. I always tell a story that this is a about 15 years ago, I was working for a financial services brand and we wanted to put a video out to about um, 25,000 customers. And, and this was really just around about the time that digital was starting, but everybody was really just doing it the traditional way. So we hired a film crew, we got them in, we shot the video, we had actors, we had the customer who had been interacting with the business and we wanted to tell his story. We got 25,000 DVDs, Pressed. Do you press DVDs or whatever you do? You press the DVD. We created a, a lovely glossy marketing package to put the DVD in with a little booklet and, and glossy pictures and everything. And we put that booklet and the DVD into an envelope and we sent it out by post um, to 25,000 financial advisors. And the entire campaign cost about 75 grand. Now, today, you know, you could film it on your phone 
upload the video to YouTube, send out their link to the video to 25,000 emails, and probably spend an absolute fraction of that. Now, you might not get the incredible quality, but digital has made it, to my mind, digital has made marketing communications much more accessible to everybody. Whereas, you know, even not far in the past, it was restricted to people who had really deep pockets and massive, gigantic budgets. Absolutely. And that that's kind of where I'm coming from, because I think as, as marketing is sort of evolved into this digital world i think the uh the the, the secrets and the, the preciousness and the fact that it used to be very high value for for a lot of the mediums that you used to market on they those have gone away they're no longer either they no longer have the reach that they ever had or now the cost of actual marketing is a lot lot lower so you know you spoke about that example you know i could exactly how you say, I could film a, a video on YouTube now on my smartphone within 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes later, I can have it uploaded on a YouTube ad for, it could be one pence per mm. view. And that branding, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't even pay with YouTube adverts. You don't pay unless someone clicks on it or has viewed the advert right to the very end. So you're getting some of that, some of that branding for free. So the, the cost of that marketing now is so much lower. And I think in some cases, some agencies want to keep those secrets to themselves and they want to hide it and they want to shroud it. They don't want people to think like, oh, people can do this themselves because that, that takes their business away. And I get that to a certain degree. We all have to make money and um, we all have our businesses, but it is accessible. And when you're charging extra extortionate fees and not getting the results, then you have to be held accountable. And sometimes these fees are just out of reach of small businesses and, and startup businesses. So in order to empower these people to be able to teach themselves is is also very powerful as well. Now, you might not get the the uh, the massive impact and you're not going to have the experience behind them that you would from an agency or a freelancer, but it's a starting point and there's no reason to to keep that knowledge, keep that knowledge back and shroud it in this voodoo. That's obviously where the starting point for punk was. What are these practices that that you think some agencies are, are, are undertaking that that you are trying to move away from? What what's your your, what's your angle? From my very beginnings in working with an agency, um, and I've seen the tactics and the selling techniques of some of these agencies. And, and I'll be I'll be honest, most of the the issues arose from the sales point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, calling people out of the blue and saying, "Do you you know do you want a website and do you want to do marketing?" and then charging an extortionate fee for actually what would be not a lot of work on our you know on on the agency's part. That's really poor. And then you're telling a customer, "Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna get you to number one on Google, and we're gonna get it to position one, and we're gonna get you on the first page for this key." phrase and that key phrase would have no search volume behind it whatsoever but they'd say that because they knew they could get it to position one on google so you can sort of shroud and coat and cloak certain figures and data in order to make it seem like you're doing a really good a good thing and then you wouldn't tell your client that um, how much traffic they're actually getting to the website you just tell them rankings which in, honestly if you're trying to rank for a, a range of key phrases which don't have any search volumes pointless anyway and you're throwing your money away so it's practices like that which really Really, really annoying me and they're not keeping up to date so I see agencies even now even today from the from very beginnings of at Google and back in 98 to to now there's been a vast myriad of different changes that have happened in the SEO the organic space where it's now a shadow of its former self it's nowhere near what it used to be back in the day and keep doing things that you used to do back in 98 and still do them now when we all know unless well let's say we all know everyone in the industry knows that they have no effect they're actually they could even even be seen as damaging or spammy in terms of what Google needs or Google wants you to achieve, then 
why are you still doing those things? Well, they're still doing those things because the labor costs are low. It doesn't cost them a lot of money to do, and they can charge an extortionate amount of money for, for you to do it. And that's why they do it. So it's those kind of practices. And the only reason that these people get away with it is because the client, the customer doesn't understand any better because, you know, some customers and clients are, they are, they, they don't understand it. And that's why they come to an agency. That's why they come to experts. So they understand it because they know what they're doing. And if you say a lot of technical terms and you say a lot of technical jargon, jargon and it all sounds very good and groovy, then you know, you're convinced, you're sold at that point. So to still do that and to sort of sway your client into thinking that this is actually doing any good or this is working when in fact it's actually not when you take a look at it. I get a lot of clients that come to me from other agencies um, and from, and I'm not I'm not saying all agencies, I'm going to keep saying that because sometimes I get grief for saying, oh, well, tarring is all the same brush. I'm really not. This is a small underbelly an underworld of digital agencies that still do exist and they look great and I can name a few which you know they're very very successful and they do very very well but actually what they're providing from their clients is very very different but I hear horror stories of um, clients that come to us and say, well, this agency did this and this agency did that. And they said it would all be wonderful, but actually we're not seeing any conversions. We're not seeing any leads. We're not seeing any sales through our, through our, through our website. So those kind of things is what really annoys me. Of course, if you're going to do marketing, the ultimate aim is sales. And that's the bottom line, isn't it? You want to use marketing to grow your business. And unless you are getting genuine leads through your digital marketing activities, then, you know, your rankings, etc. doesn't really matter. That's just vanity rankings as opposed to actually getting money in the bank. So, so what's the what's the punk alternative what do you say to your customers that you're going to do that's different to the um the others i always say that actually digital marketing is really easy don't be scared of digital marketing don't be scared of the technical aspect of it there are platforms now and the way that um the digital world has evolved it's it's now easier than ever to do your own digital marketing. And like I say, yes, there is a lot to be said about experience in digital marketing. There's a lot to be said about, you know, knowing what you're doing and having um, many clients behind you that you've learned from. Yes, there is a lot of that, but actually the accessibility of digital marketing is is really at its paramount point there. So that's what I say. And it's all about learning. It's all about understanding. It's all about being completely transparent. I never go to a client and say, hey, I'm going to get you uh, 50 leads. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to get you 50 leads. I go to a client and say, look, I reckon from my experience, we're going to go and look and do this, 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 and this, and we're going to see what happens and we're going to see the value. I always say to clients, if it's Google ads campaign, for example, the first, the first four weeks, they're throwaway. They, they're just there to get data. I'm sorry, but it is, we have to get that data for us to actually make decisions on and to decide what it is that we're going to do uh, moving forward to see what's actually valuable traffic or to see what's throwaway traffic. And there's not providing you anything, you know, that, that transparency is really important. But for the small businesses, it's just about trying to educate them, strip away this voodoo nonsense, you know, this digital voodoo. Oh, we're going to, we're going to do some secret um, code in the back end and it's going to get you to number one or all this kind of rubbish. We're going to do away with that. We don't need it. We're going to lift that fog. We're going to explain to clients, okay, we're going to do this because of X, Y, and Z, because if they understand and they learn it themselves, then they have a, there's two distinct bodies of knowledge that we have. There is the technical knowledge of digital marketing and there's, there's the business knowledge of 
the client. And we can start combining those together to get the best possible results. And that's the key. It's more about empowerment through education of digital marketing. Whereas I think for the last 20 years or however long you can call digital marketing has been around for, um, for the past 20 years, we have basically tried to take that away from the client. We tried to confuse them. We tried to shroud it in this mystery. We just call it search engine optimization. And then we do this stuff and it, you know, your, your website slowly rises up the rankings. It's not about that anymore. It's about providing leads. It's about gaining traffic to your website. It's about the branding aspect of it. And we attribute a value to that instead. So that's, that's the punk attitude. And the punk, the punk part of it is that DIY attitude. Okay. The, the punk is about going out and doing it yourself and learning yourself. You have the business knowledge. You can actually go away and do this. And actually for a small business, that's ideal. I do a lot of, um, training work where I get people uh, and teach them about the, you know, the very raw basics of SEO or the very raw basics of Google ads. And I go and say, right, here's how you start this up. Just start small. We'll grow it. We'll build on it. And as you learn more, you'll have more of an idea of what you're doing, but always test and feedback, test and feedback. We're going to do this. We're going to see how it works. If it doesn't work, we throw it out the window. If it does work, we're going to see why it worked and do more of that. Or we're going to change it up and see how we can move in a different direction and see if that works. It's all about test and repeat. Empowerment through education. I absolutely love that. I think that's really, really important. And any industry, doesn't matter whether it's motor cars, cupcakes, consultancy, hairdressing, florists, whatever it is, every single industry has its own jargon and its own language. And and it can be easy to bamboozle a customer by using the language of your industry. Now, <laughs> as an individual, I love to learn. I, I, you know, I never call myself a marketing expert. Even though I've been doing marketing for 25 years, I never call myself an expert because I learn something every day. And one of the reasons I learn things every day is because I tend to tinker. So yeah, I've messed around with Google Ads myself so I can understand the basics about how they work. I've messed around with Facebook Instagram, all the all the ad platforms. You know, I do I do video. I got myself my, my my most recent hobby is messing around with Adobe Premiere Pro and video editing. And and to be perfectly honest, it's it's a bit of a time suck, but I just enjoy it. But I think that if you can understand the basics of the materials or the or the raw materials as to how you market your business, then you're much less likely to have somebody come along and baffle you with black magic or baffle you with with all the gobbledygook. And and I, I would encourage anybody to try and at least understand the basics. And I think with yourself, they're obviously getting that that both the best of both worlds in effect. They've got an expert who understands digital marketing, but is actually willing to pass that knowledge on to them and eventually, you know, that might mean they decide to go off on and do it on their own and say, sorry, Tom, we, we've enjoyed it, but we're, we're going to be self-sufficient from now on. But that's fine because that's the way that you've set yourself out. That's your that's your standout feature. And there's something, there's, there's a remarkable integrity about that, which I think is is really, really positive. Absolutely. I think the other, the other side of it is, you know, with with agency work and, and how, how clients have worked with agencies in the past, it's, it's very much a case of task-based. So a, a client comes onto an agency and an agency will go, we're going to go do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And there's no why involved. Mm -hmm. And whenever I try and do a training session about say the basics of SEO, the first thing I will do is I actually cover the history of Google and Mm -hmm. I cover how Google actually works, which some people get frustrated about. But if 
if I know how Google works and I know the history of Google and how Google's developed and changed and over the years, and I know how Google actually operates to get all the search engine um, ranking pages and uh, the results pages, sorry, and uh, and to actually crawl your website on a on a very frequent basis. If I can understand that as a client, if I can understand that, then I and able to help an agency more, or I'm mm. able to help myself, you know, me, the expert more in, a, in terms of, well, I can provide you this great content. I know people have got a pain point about this particular aspect of my business, uh, of something that I provide. I get asked this question all the time. I can provide you with this piece of content and we can put it up as, as a blog post. And they understand that because they know that people are searching for that on Google. I always get mocked because one Christmas, I actually went and did a YouTube video on how to wrap a present because I am so <laughs> completely useless. Uh, and I've always been terrible at wrapping presents. And every year I got mocked for, for the terrible wrapping of my presence, I thought, right, this year, this is the year. I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to learn how to wrap a present. And I did. And I always relay that that, um, that story back because that's what people search for now. They don't go and ask questions. They don't go down the library anymore. They go and ask Google. Uh, and that's the, that's the first instinct that we all have now, certainly of my generation and the generations below me and some of the generation above me. You know, they all go and ask Google first. And if you're able to answer those questions, if you're able to answer those pain points, then you've got yourself a little bit of a, a cold lead. And then once you've got them, it's about generating that into a hotter and hotter and hotter lead. So, and you're absolutely right. Yes, they could turn around from me a couple of months down the line and say, right, I've got a good foundational basis now. I know I know what I'm doing. But And they could turn around and say, sorry, Tom, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do anything anymore with you. And that's absolutely fine. It's the starting point for which they will move on to. I'll always turn around and say, look, this is always changing. There's, there's these types of, you You kind of only know the basics. We can, we can work more. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm still a business person at the end of the day. But there's always a level which they can move up. And I think that's the problem with a certain element of digital marketing as well. When we're talking about SEO, for example, there is a basic level which I can give you. I don't claim to be an expert in digital marketing. There are people that are much smarter than me in terms of SEO, in terms of AdWords, um, in terms of social media. But I have a good enough knowledge across the board. You know, I have a great friend um, down in London who's uh, who has a great title, who's director of SEO, um, <laughs> which is a fantastic title, which I wish I had. But he's director of SEO, a very big agency down in London. Really cool guy, knows absolutely everything about SEO. I could talk to him for hours because there's so many levels of knowledge. Um, you know, there's Bloom's level of levels of learning. Yeah. There, you know, there's not just one to five anymore. There's one to 800. It, those levels of SEO keep going up and up and up and up. And it's all about increasing that range of opportunity. So there's no, there's no real finish line when it comes to SEO. There's no finish line when it comes to Google ads or social media. You can always improve and you can always get better. But if you don't provide that foundational knowledge and that foundational learning, then they're never, they're always going to be afraid. They're always going to be scared to move up to that next level because they don't really think that they get it. And people come to me and say, well, isn't a little bit of knowledge a dangerous thing? It, it is if it's wrong knowledge. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it is if your knowledge is rubbish and um, I kind of am very careful to tread that line about providing the best possible advice that I can within my realms. And that's why on my own 
uh, podcast on the digital marketing po- uh, podcast, I don't tend to do a lot of talking myself. I try and get experts in their particular field to give me the very latest information or the very best information that I can. And and that's the kind of idea. Now, we talked earlier about digital marketing is much more accessible to people, even with modest budgets, unlike in the past when it was really just available to those with gigantic budgets. And that's great. One of the things I found that fine, now I'm not a marketing agency, I'm a a marketing consultant. I, I help people put together marketing strategies. But one of the things that I found as a consequence of the of the digital revolution is that we've maybe forgotten how to do the strategy bit. Now, sometimes the word strategy in itself is enough to put people off and they have visions of away days and post-it notes being stuck on walls and all of that sort of thing. But I do have conversations that run something like this. So somebody will ring up and say, we should be doing Twitter marketing or we should be doing Google ads or we should be doing Facebook ads. Can you help us? Now, my first answer to that is, yes, I can help you. Or if it's a specific expertise like Google Ads, for example, I might refer them to somebody like yourself. But my first question is always, tell me about your strategy first. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll say, oh, we're not interested in strategies. We just want to do some ads or we just want to do some Twitter or we just want to do some email. And you probe them a little bit further and you actually find, you know, they haven't identified their customer. They haven't really worked out what their offer is. You know, what's the customer's problem? How does that? How does their product or service meet that customer need, and how can they articulate what the competitive advantages of that product are? How how much does it cost in relation to competitors and all of that sort of thing? They just want to dive into the communications. Do you find that happening with your agency? Do you have those similar sorts of conversations, or is it just me? No, all all the time, all the time. And the first question, like you said, the first question I always ask is why. Okay. Why do you want to do this? Mm. What is your motivating point? And you know, nine times out of 10 is exactly the answer you gave. They just think it's the latest shiny thing and they've heard about it or they've been on a course. The fact of the matter is all depends, all depends on your audience. Your audience might not be on Twitter. My audience, okay, for digital marketing punk is not necessarily on Twitter. My peers are on Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. My fellow digital marketers are on Twitter mm-hmm. and they're very vocal on Twitter, but my audience is not necessarily on Twitter. My audience is is on LinkedIn. So I put a lot of time investment on LinkedIn, creating content, trying to engage with people as, as much as possible, trying to be exciting and new and not boring as hell. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. That's, that's where my audience is. And that's the conversation I have with a lot of um, consulting clients that I work with. Those that don't have the budget, they're trying to do it themselves. The the thing you need to look at is not thinking about doing everything. You could do everything and you'll exhaust yourself. You'll completely burn out. What you need to be looking at is the channels which are effective to you. And that comes down to, like you say, doing that market research. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, you can, you can just put your finger in the air and go, well, I think my audience is going to be there. And you can go for it. But if And you can do that. It's, you shouldn't be scared of just going for it and trying it. But what you can't do is go for it and try with it and then convince yourself, oh, it's working. You need to test it. You need to be making sure that you've got data to look at to say, okay, I know this is working. I've got this many leads. My cost per lead is this. You know, I've spent I've spent this much and got this much back. But you also need to be testing those other channels as well and not just thinking that you've got it nailed or not just thinking, well, we can do this. You're more than welcome to go and test it. And please do go and test it in order to make sure it's 
it is right for you or it isn't right for you. But don't just think that it's going to work or don't just do something because it's the new and shiny thing. Podcasting is really, really hot at the moment. It's taking quite a resurgence in the in the digital marketing space and the digital marketing world, and rightly so, but it's not for everyone. Don't just go for the latest shiny thing because it's hot right now. Don't just go for it. You're more than welcome to test it if you're not sure and it's in that kind of gray area. But if you're going to test it, make sure you're testing it properly. You're tracking it against proper metrics and you're ch- testing to see you're actually gaining leads or gaining revenue and income from it and then feed back into that process into the whole overarching strategy to see which one's best because when you're tight on a budget which most uh, small to medium sized businesses are you want to be going for the thing that's going to get you the most revenue really good advice tom really good advice and as we draw the conversation to a close tell me what's the one big thing that you'd like the listeners of the marketing and finance podcast to take from the experience you've had launching punk talking about digital marketing and rolling your sleeves up and just getting involved in the digital marketing space? Uh, I think the one takeaway is don't be scared of digital marketing. Don't be afraid of digital marketing. If you know anyone listening to this has probably got their own business, they're probably wanting to develop their business and, uh, and grow their business. All all people, all business people are, okay? But what you can't be is af- afraid of it. And part of that is learning it. And I'll, I know that part of learning digital marketing can be quite a pain. And that's why I try myself to provide as much content and uh, training sessions. And I'm in the process of creating a uh, an online course, um, which is going to be the basics of digital marketing across from SEO to Google ads to social media and all that kind of stuff. It can be daunting because if you go and try and learn digital marketing, one, you don't know if the content, the, the, you know, the stuff you're reading is actually viable. Um, you don't know if it's up to date. You don't know if it's just come from an agency that just wants to get your traffic, things like that. So don't be afraid of it. Try and find good sources to to learn from it and just test and try and see what you get, uh, get back from it. As long as your tracking is in place correctly, then you will be able to just slowly pick up little bits of information relevant to your business. Okay, that's the key part of it. It has to be information and data relevant to your business. Fantastic. And I always finish the podcast by asking a couple of quick questions. Now, I'm obsessed with simplicity and I really hate it when things get overly complicated. So question number one, give me an example of a marketing campaign or it could be a product that's caught your attention for being beautifully simple. Tell me what it was and what you liked about it. Uh, the Greg sausage roll. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely genius. But that show that it's all about quality over quantity. Okay. Yeah. That piece of content, that one picture, which is now seared into our minds of that sausage roll, that vegan sausage roll, that one post generated so much engagement, got people talking so much that it was exponential and all they needed was one tweet. They needed one tweet, one post, and that was it. It wasn't about posting every second of every day because you think, you know, it's like that person who's really trying to get your phone number in the nightclub, just going up saying, can I have your number? Can I have your number? Can I have your number? Hey, can I have your number? You know, that's that doesn't work. No one likes that guy, okay? just that one piece of quality content. And if you are that person in the nightclub, if you want to know what that quality uh, content is in this sort of um, analogy, it's busting out a really good dance move. (laughs) Uh, So that, was beautiful and uh, it really did work. That's why I never succeeded in nightclubs. The uh, asking everybody for phone numbers didn't work and I can't dance, so I was doomed from the start. (laughs) And the second question, at the other end of the scale, 
Give me an example of marketing madness, something stupidly complex or needlessly bloated. Over-contenting, okay? Over-writing content. Because we are told time and time again for organic SEO, oh, you need to write content. You need to write content. Keep writing content. Three posts a week, five posts a week. Keep writing it. No, stop it now. Because I can guarantee that that content that you're writing is absolute tripe, okay? I had to stop myself from swearing. Now getting so passionate about it. It's absolute tripe. No one's reading it and no one cares. What people do care about is that one piece of content. And what Google cares about as well from a ranking perspective, that one piece of content, which is really, really valuable. It's long form. It's quick fire. You've thrown a couple of videos in there. You've thrown a couple of pictures in there. But it really answers a question that every one of your potential customers has, okay? And if you put all of your time, all of your effort, into answering every single pain point of that problem from your customer, that'll be the one. Google is smarter than you think. That'll be the one that ranks. And do you know what? If you can do that and you can make that rank, which is really, really powerful from a traffic um, perspective, it will also be the piece of content which will get you customers because people will read that because we're not idiots. People will read that and go, do you know what? These guys go know what they're talking about. They really know what they're talking about. They will generate you the lead as well. Fantastic. Tom, I'm hoping that people listening to the show are going to want to get in touch with you. So what is the best way they should connect? Is it on social media? Is it a website where? I'm going to say everywhere now, but if you <laughs> want to contact me, you want to talk to me, uh, the best place to actually get me is is on LinkedIn. That's kind of my uh, my hideout on a day-to-day basis. So you can hit me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just search for Digital Marketing Punk and my beautiful face uh, will appear uh, as if by magic. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter. It's at uh, punk underscore digital or you can get me on facebook as well uh, at uh, digital marketing punk uh, so yeah you can also grab me on my website if you want to check out some of the stuff that i've done or the stuff that i'm doing or some of the stuff that i do for clients as well you can see on there or the podcast in fact you can go over to digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk fantastic and i will include the links to all of those places you can be contacted in the show notes for the podcast which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash maf that's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash maf tom it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon thanks for coming on the show thanks for your digital marketing wisdom let me wish you every success for the future and maybe the next time I'm heading to Liverpool and I always have to change trains at Wigan maybe we can meet up and have a beer or a coffee sounds good to me Roger thank you so much for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thanks for listening to the marketing and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash maf for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.